0: Alright, I'll do Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st,
1: 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, Mace. Good
0: Morning, Sue's.
1: Good morning, Maisie.
0: You sound really... What's up with yours? Uh, your special
1: vibes? I'll tell you where my vibes are. Stuck at eight AM on the Nike website. I didn't get a Mary Earps goalkeeping shirt. They sold out soon. Oh, of course I know, they did. But I was there eight AM, ready to go. And I tend to have really good luck at those things, you know, festival tickets. I'm there with all my laptop, sort of like a NASA space station. Hashtag women in tech. It always works <laughs> out for me. But Nike was overwhelmed, and it just kept it just kept asking me to customize, but I couldn't add to bag. And that was very frustrating, yeah. Suze. So there's no Mary Earp shirt for Mays, and I'm now left with um, with fingers crossed. I live in hope that whoever has got me in the Big Kick Energy secret Santa, I don't know who that could be. Hey, uh, so there's only two of us. It, well, yeah. So, you know, at least now you know what to get me. And hopefully you were there 8am. I can't I can't say. I can't say if you were or were. Do you word, want to know the worst thing? But, uh, don't, don't give it away. Don't give it away. Don't give I it away. I thought they were on the sale at 10. Maybe the reason I didn't get one at 8am is because my secret Santa, whoever they are, did get one at 8am. Maybe.
0: You'll have to wait and see if you've been a good girl.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I'll have to wait and see. Oh, it's very exciting! Yeah, I, I, we, we should have maybe thought more about the Big Kick Energy uh, Secret Santa yeah. just to spice things up a bit, so that it's not just um, wow. us buying each other a present.
0: I'm gonna have to go and try and get him fakey.
1: What? Why would you? Why would you need to get a fake one? Hopefully, you were there at 8 a.m. and you got one.
0: Hello, and welcome to Big Kick Energy. <laughs> what a week it's been for football. It's been a good week for football, Maisie.
1: It has been a good week for football. Six games, nineteen goals in total, and that's just the WSL. I'm sure we'll get on to talking about the uh, Sussex uh, League later on. Uh, I don't want to give it away, I'm but sure. there were some goals there, uh, Susie. There were some goals there. Shall we yeah. go through uh, the the match day results for Match Day Six? I would love to. Oh, cool. I would
0: love to. So. On Saturday, we had Man City versus Aston Villa. Man
1: City 1-2-1. Yeah, what happened to your sports broadcaster voice? Are we going to go back and forth? You're not doing your sports broadcaster voice. Oh, what? Was that not good? Listen, if you're going to do something, do it like the award-winning sports broadcaster you are. We we didn't win that award for nothing, Susie Ruffle. Sorry, sorry, Maisie. Okay. Saturday,
0: the 9th of December. Man City 2, Aston Villa
1: 1. And Sunday, tenth December, Arsenal four, Chelsea one. London is red. Bright-
0: <laughs> Brighton two, Leicester
1: two, Liverpool one, Bristol City one, West Ham nil, Everton one, and Tottenham nil. Man United four. Woo! Big games, oh. big big games this weekend. The WSL continues to spice up our lives. Oh, doesn't it, Just? I like how you
0: did that with the Spice Thank Girls you. reference.
1: Thank you. Were you
0: into the Spice Girls?
1: What do you think? I was a kid born what? in the 90s. Everybody was into the Spice Girls.
0: Well, I just feel like you were a little bit young. Because mm. I was heavily into them.
1: Yeah, I suppose I was probably on the tail end. There was a bit of my ears that were Sons Jerry.
0: Of course, you were in the holler phase. Yeah,
1: yeah. But they were, they were dominant throughout. I, I can vividly remember still sort of designating each of our friends, which Spice Girl you were. Were you sporty? Of course. Of course. Yeah, goes all the time. it time. Who were you?
0: Um, I was sporty because I could do a cartwheel.
1: Oh, you got it on physical merit. Yeah, mate. Oh, I think I just got it because I like to wear a cap or track suit.
0: And you still do. Some things never
1: change. Do you want to talk about the games that you particularly enjoyed this week? Yes, I think we, uh, we're going to do a, a thing from now on, I think, on Big Kick Energy where we have a game of the week. We yes. need to pick yes. one each, Suze. A game of of the week Uh, now listen I wanted to give some honourable mentions I'm going to give my honourable mention to the Liverpool Bristol game because Bristol did fantastic you've got to bear in mind Suze Liverpool are currently 5th now in the WSL Bristol City still dangerously close at at the bottom of the table uh, to relegation and it was it it was it was pretty it was pretty thrilling because Bristol City went 1-0 up and then Liverpool equalised seven minutes later. But it's a shame for Bristol City. Um, They're now off the bottom, but they're yet to keep a clean sheet this season. Thoughts and prayers to Bristol City. I thought they had it there. But, Suze, my game of the week, do I go the City one? No, I'm going to go with our Seagulls. Brighton two, Leicester two. So I was playing football myself whilst this game was happening. And when we got into the car afterwards, I I honestly thought, Marth, who's a player on my team, I thought they were pulling my leg when they said that Brighton was 2-0 down to Leicester City. No disrespect to Leicester City, but I thought, come on, surely not. But Lena Peterman and Jutta Rantala, I think I've got my my, my pronunciation right there, gave the Foxes this comfortable 2-0 lead. And then our Lord and Saviour, Elizabeth Turland she comes out, scores two goals in the last eight minutes to earn Brighton the draw. It's so WSL, this fixture, because it's it's really, really tense and it leaves now Leicester a seventh and Brighton a ninth and four points clear of the bottom. Um, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. And I think I always think, oh, Leicester, that'll be no problem. And then you forget, Leicester had that incredible form at the start of the season. Yeah. And, and they're, 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 who am I to say that as a Brighton fan? They're, at, they're, they're better than us. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It feels like they were one of the teams, weren't they? We were saying this is what makes the WSL so exciting because obviously you've got those top flight four that you can't, it feels like they are just a bit in the distance. But for the yeah. rest of the teams, I'm going to say it, it does consistently feel like it's all to play for.
1: Yeah, it really, really does. To get a
0: fifth. To get sixth is going to be game-changing in regards to like what that team's going to do next year, presumably.
1: Yeah, yeah. Is that right? It's Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's really, really exciting. So that's going to be my game of the week. What about yours, Suze?
0: Well, I think I'll give a quick honourable mention to the Man City Villa game, just because I oh. absolutely love Hempo. I love Lauren Hemp. Wasn't she on fire, she, Suze? I, mean, I just, I just think she's a legend. I love her on the pitch, I love her off the pitch, I love watching her. Her pace is just something else. And to score twice in, wait for it, four minutes. Twice in
1: four minutes. And she came dangerously close to getting a third, didn't she? She did indeed. She did indeed. She could have got a hat trick.
0: Um, And Daniel Turner's early goal gave Villa some hope, but there was no present for Rachel Daly, who celebrated her birthday just a few days earlier.
1: It felt it felt a quiet one for Villa and especially for Daly, I mean, didn't it? I
0: absolutely loved Daly.
1: Yeah, but she couldn't get a look in.
0: After not seeing her in the England squad, well, she was obviously in the squad, sorry, but not seeing her in the starting 11 or indeed on the subs bench in that last game, she felt so present in that Euros team and in the World Cup team that then she wasn't, she didn't get any, I was about to say stage time. Oh, Maze, you could take a girl out of the theatre.
1: Oh, love that. Absolutely love that. Listen, I can cope with you saying uh, the interval instead of half time, but we need to draw the line at stage time.
0: Sorry. What would I say pitch time?
1: Feet time? Yeah, minutes on the pitch. Game time. Susie, what do you call the substitutes just out of interest? The understudies. Understudies?
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, the understudies. And I call kickoff the opening number. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, Serena Vigman's been a brilliant director, to be fair.
0: now there is a girl who I, there is a, a friend of the show who I met at Brighton whose name currently escapes me, but she said to me, and I think I mentioned this before, that she had the choice of going into football or into musical theatre and now she works in musical theatre and she stopped me at a Brighton game and said, every time you make those references, I feel like it's just for me. So I'm sorry that I can't remember your name right now, but I want you to know... That was for you, mate. That was for you.
1: So, OK, that's your honourable mention. Who's your game of the week? Oh, come on. You
0: know what it's got to be. One of us had it's to mention gotta it. It's got
1: to be. It's got to be Arsenal-Chelsea. Let's talk about oh, it. Oh, paint the town red, because Arsenal did. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Lord. What a thrill to watch. I did not expect this to. Was- oh, I know. That Arsenal team, they got so many stars, haven't they? Oh, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it was going to be an absolute flooring from Chelsea. I just didn't think for No, and you
0: know what? We have spoken a lot about Chelsea just being undeniable, undeniable, and saying, when are they going to lose? And it was this weekend. It was this weekend to that team that is full of stars. You look at the Arsenal team and, I mean, it's actually safe to say you do do the same with Chelsea, but you recognise so many of them. You recognise so many of them from the world stage, from the European stage. So,
1: I mean, the first thing... It was an all-star, all-star cast, you might say, (laughs) Susan.
0: It's like I'm going to see Sondheim in the West End in a couple of weeks and you've got Bernadette Peters, you've got Patti LuPone. It's going to be huge. But listen, that's not what we're here to talk about. I, th- I think the first thing to mention is there were 59,000 fans, a new WSL record. Hey. So that's huge.
1: I was like, I was, you know, when you go, you're just going through your stories on yeah. Instagram and there was like a load of people I know who I've never known to be big football fans, but they were all at the yeah. end yesterday. That was amazing to see. I've been like, I've got more and more people who I've never yeah. really seen at football games before are going. It's absolutely fantastic. Big up everybody who went there Do you want to know the most
0: gutting thing? Maisie and I were invited to that game. We were invited to that game. We couldn't go because Maisie was having her game and I was filming. So it was absolutely, to think that we could have been there in the flesh is absolutely heartbreaking. Oh,
1: because it was some game, wasn't it? It
0: really was. Let's talk about that briefly. So Beth Mead, I mean, just so brilliant to see Mead not just back, but on form. And I actually saw an interview, Oh, it was with one of her teammates, and it escapes me right now, it might have been Leah Williamson, but one of her teammates was saying, she's not just back, she's going to be back and better. She is in the form of her life. Like, wow. get ready to watch mead How exciting yeah. is that? Yeah, to think, to, come, to bounce back from an injury like that. Because I guess your big fear, you know, would be, is this the, not necessarily the career ender, but the minute that it, because, you know, Mead's not the youngest on the field. She's not the oldest, but she's not the youngest. She is one of the more experienced no, but people. but you're, you're
1: right to say it. You hear all these stories of, of, of players who, who, an injury didn't necessarily end their career, but it, it, it down. impacted it in a way that, 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 that they never continued on the trajectory that they could have. Uh, but it, that does not seem to be the case no. so far with Though She is back and better, isn't she? She
0: absolutely is. Um, Amanda Listed and... Ali- Ilsted. Thank you, darling. Amanda Ilsted scored and then there were two blinders from Russo. One, I mean, one just sensational goal And then a great penalty when the Chelsea keeper, Russo, was running down sort of the centre, ball at her feet. Do you know what she's going to do? If she's near that box, she's getting it right in. Yeah, I mean, an absolutely huge win for the Gunners. Chelsea's first defeat this season.
1: Yeah. I mean, it had to come eventually. They just could have done with it not being against the title contenders.
0: Yes, and not being such a thrashing. Did you see the Emma Hayes interview? I mean, Emma Hayes, who we're going to get to shortly, actually. I absolutely love her.
1: Yeah, she still not mince her words, does she? I think there's definitely a new gif ready to do the rounds on Twitter. When she just when that second goal went in, she just turned round and was tutting and rolling her eyes. She said the only good thing about it was that it was a short commute home. I mean, we've all had those gigs, haven't we? We've all had those gigs soon we go. That was absolutely terrible, but at least it's only one train no. home. Uh we've had a message. We've had a message from that game. Uh we've had a message from Vicky Reed, who took her partner Alex to the game for her 30th. Happy birthday, Alex! Uh, in other news, Suze, this week, an ex-Premier League men's player who you may have heard of, you may not have heard of. Um, I'm going to start off by saying I hadn't heard of him. Okay.
0: And I know I'm not massively into football, but I feel like I know all the people that played for England Yes, And I'm across the big movers and shakers from my youth because people would have been talking about them at school and yep. college. So I had no clue about this guy.
1: Carry on. He ranted on social media about women working in the men's game, saying they should not be talking with any kind of authority about men's football. I mean, he he, he said right. a lot of things and at one point was trying to use the hashtag get them out, uh, which I think tells you everything. Uh, but also, Suze, this only comes a few weeks after when we had Kevin Keegan. Uh, who you probably have heard of, say he didn't like to listen to ladies talking about the England men's team at the match because I don't think it's the same experience. I have a problem with that. As you'd expect, uh, some of the women working in football have responded. So, broadcaster, former sports producer, vlogger, ITV football legend, Laura Woods has said, uh, these tweets only encourage a pile-on for the women getting on with their jobs. Or was that the intention? (sighs) Yes, I think it was the intention, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Alex Scott, she said uh, uh, when signing off her BBC broadcast on the uh, Arsenal game, she said to all the women in football in front of the camera or behind it, the players on the pitch, to everyone that attends games, keep being the role models that you continue to be. To all those young girls that are told, no, you can't, football is a better place with us all in it. Goodbye. And finally... Chelsea's manager, who yep. has coached for a mere twenty years, Suze. So I think I don't know. I'm no expert, of course, but maybe maybe that does give us some qualification to speak on the matter. Emma Hayes in a powerful four-minute press conference, which I implore all of our listeners, if you've not yet watched it, do. It's absolutely excellent. She spoke about the controversy, uh, and the whole the whole the whole uh, speech she gives is is so brilliant. She consistently mm-hmm. speaks with mm-hmm. such eloquence and accuracy i think she's absolutely brilliant but uh but she said the realities are male privilege has always been at the center of football in this country i feel that sport is the last place in society where that male privilege exists i don't expect any individual personality to understand their privilege and then she emphasized the prevalent issues of like misogyny bullying and mm-hmm. and, and behavior that have been pretty normal for a large part of the football public and this is my favorite bit because uh, it was so cleverly said where she said if I go all Darwinism on us and speak on evolutionary theory when there is an existential threat you either evolve or you die it is one or the other Yeah, which is perfect because it's it's saying yeah. I think you're a bit of a dinosaur mate it, it, it's just so so embarrassing yeah and she didn't name him no no she didn't and we're not going to weave him. we can't be bothered to give him the platform no totally I mean I think the thing
0: that Right now, you might tell me we have to cut this bit Maisie. No, But come on. I'm going to tell you how I feel. I was really deep in reading up about all this stuff. I was really annoyed about it. And, you know, I've already experienced, you know, in the short period that I've been talking about women's football in this in, in in our little way on Big Kick Energy and becoming a massive fan and finding this new hobby and finding something that I genuinely really love that I wasn't expecting. Um I've already had men that I know, men in comedy, men on the internet, telling me that they hate women's football, that they don't think we should play, that they've already given me, that they don't think I should be talking about it. Like, so I've already received from men that I know, a couple of men that I know and a couple of men that I don't, and a handful of men that I don't know. And the thing that annoys me so much about when people say that you can't, women don't understand the men's game. I have watched over the years... So many male footballers being interviewed. If you're telling me that women can't, some of them seem really thick and you're telling me that they don't think that women can understand. We're not, I mean, first of all, women can be anything. Women can be rocket scientists. Women can be surgeons. Women can be anything. You're telling me that you don't think women can understand 22 men on a pitch kicking a ball around and keeping it in the right space at the right time and everyone marking the right person. It's so infuriating that it's clearly a white middle-aged man who is not good enough to be one of the pundits. Because let's be honest, most of the people that are talking about men's football are ex-players who have played for years. He is just not the best of the men. It is not the women that are taking your job. And we've seen yeah. this in comedy before when, when there was that thing about there, there being a woman on Mock the Week. It wasn't, there would be men on the circuit and it wasn't the women that were taking your places. It was the guys that were better than you. Don't worry about getting the woman yeah. out of
1: her chair. Worry about being better than the four men that are on the panel. It's a desperateness to, to, to stay relevant, isn't it? And it's a bitterness yeah. that you're on the way out. Yeah. I, the, the The argument, to be clear... Is supposedly that the men's game is so tactically different to the women's game mm. that therefore supposedly women shouldn't be able to commentate or be, or or be a pundit when talking on the, the game that they didn't play. But then you go, well, hang on. So we've got Ian Wright talking about the women's game, which mm. is fantastic and is excellent, and it's and it's brilliant because, as you say, they're yeah. both talking yes. from a professional brilliant. experience they they used to play on things like formation what that defender should have done in that scenario so that we the fans can enjoy that now I, I, you know neither of us ever went professional with with football but i'm sure that there are i'm sure that there's differences between how a man plays football and how a woman plays football yeah. because the style yeah. of the games can sometimes be slightly different but the way that that football intrinsically mm-hmm. works yeah. remains the same and i mean that across sport it's not saying can the women play in the men's space? It's not. It, th- there's no threat there yeah. whatsoever. Do you know? Like when you use the <laughs> "mock the Week comparison, it, it's it's not that we're going. Can we start playing in the Premier League rather than the WSL? It's fine. It's fine. It's, fine. it's just the people yeah. talking about it. It's the same sport. The same way Gabby Logan can talk can 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 look at a brilliant male gymnast and know what he's doing correctly because she used to bloody do it. You don't have to look at it as a as a woman on other women or a man on other men. It's so yes. embarrassing to be taking yes. um, this line.
0: Yes, totally. Just yeah. say talking about the Olympics. Like there are people that comment on sports that they didn't play, but they're still in the same arena. Athletics. Someone will cover the whole of the athletics. Like people can understand things that they're not doing.
1: Yeah. If you're a former player you do understand it because you've been in those dressing rooms where they're using those different style uh, of plays yeah. they they know and understand the roles of each type of position uh, intrinsically more than anybody ever could uh who hasn't been a professional player but also we look at as well at the women's game how many are managed by men well look at the look at the brilliance of Arsenal yesterday and the brilliance of of yep. Chelsea over the course of of the season, one's managed by a woman, one's managed by a man. They're both excellent teams because they're both being managed by people who know the game. You don't have to have the same anatomy yeah. Yeah. as the people on the pitch in order to 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 comment on it. Uh, so it's it's that for the ex players, and then if we're mm. talking about about pundits, you know, your Laura Woods, she's an incredible broadcaster. She won countless awards, m- even more broadcast awards than Big Kick Energy, and that is one. So that's a lot, you know. Mm. <laughs> it's just embarrassing. I mean, we we know that this is a desperate thing to stay relevant, uh, Suze.
0: Do you know what the thing that I couldn't help but think though is that clearly he's tried to get a bit of punditry, and everyone's gone. No, thanks, mate. We don't want you. Either we don't think you're good enough. And then he's done this. And everyone must be going, well, you are the person that I would least like to work with. Like, this isn't going to get you work, mate. No one's watching this and going, I bet he's good on a team. I bet he's nice to have a coffee with pre-show. I bet he'll bring good energy. Yeah. Oh, my. It's just.
1: Or, Or we could really do with his insight for the punditry. Like. No, but also the most embarrassing oh, thing is, is it isn't even yes. it, it isn't even his actual opinion. It's this desperateness to stay relevant. Yes, tell them about the tweet. Nothing escapes the internet sleuths. Someone found a tweet from 2017 by the same ranting ex-footballer where he said, At Emma Hayes on TalkSport, every time I hear her speak, she impresses. Would love to see her cross over into the men's game. I'm sure she'd be a success. Thumbs up. Babes, what's happened in the last uh, five years? Oh, and then it, yeah, I mean,
0: I, 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 yeah, she was very dignified, and I've just been very cross. I would like to end on one thing. May I? Of course. Just talking about Alex Scott. I think it's worth mentioning that the man that we mentioned beforehand got, in his whole career, got one cap for England, and your friend of mine, Alex Scott, got
1: 140. Yeah. There's some there's some figures she, that you could do with uh, with looking at if you're hoping to be a pundit. Uh, just saying. Uh, Emma Hayes' response, you're right, was dignified. She thoughtfully chose her words. Some men could learn from her before posting on social media. <laughs> um, and her response got loads of full page coverage in all major media outlets. Um, I, I hope it shows how far we've come. Um, and if there's any doubt, let us just say here on Big Kick Energy, the game and society are changing. You can embrace the change or be left behind shouting at the clouds.
0: Too right. I'm still shouting, but that's because, you know, I like to get cross sometimes.
1: You do like to shout at the clouds. Your therapist says it's good for you. Does sh-
0: It's just, you know, saves me
1: crying. Uh, in other
0: news, the Matildas received the highest honour in Australian sport, the Don Award, which I love all Ooh. these. It's so like, it's the Don Award. It's the Don Award. It's, it's the Don Award.
1: You just know they call it yeah, the Donny. oh, you
0: know they call You won't believe who's won the Donny this year. It's only the Matildas. Fair play. Those <laughs> girls are great given to a team providing the most inspiration to the nation through performance and example. And let's be honest too, right? They were fantastic. Well
1: done. Well done on getting the Donny, Tilly. Well Well done, done. Tilly's on the Donny. Nice one, babe. Uh, In netball, Suze. In netball, England beat South Africa to win the Vitality Netball International Series Trophy 2-1. Listen, I know we're a football podcast, but when when the World Cup was going on, the the netballers were doing fantastic as well. So we love to celebrate a win here. Absolutely. Did you play netball? Yeah, but I was hopeless at it and, and didn't enjoy it. Didn't enjoy it. Like hats off if you oh, do. Oh, I thought
0: you'd be good goal shoes. Yeah,
1: and so did the PE teachers. They were always sticking me in that GS bib, and oh, I, oh, I didn't like it.
0: Okay, I enjoy it. Just to just to be clear, I played I played wing attack, <laughs> and I always rather enjoyed it. Uh, last week, Christine Sinclair, the all-time leading goal scorer in the international in international football, played her final minutes on the world stage with more Ooh. than three hundred and thirty appearances for Canada. She featured in six World Cups won two bronze yes. Olympic medals and a gold in Tokyo. She's promised to play one more year of club football with Portland Thorns in the National Women's Super League. So oh, a big shout out to Christine Sinclair. What an incredible That career. is
1: incredible. That is incredible. Do you know what, Suze? Uh whilst we're talking about uh these these little you know these little wins, uh I do think we should probably yeah. mention um footballer Maisie Adam uh Oh, I know her. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, uh, she. well, listen, listen. Uh, uh, it was a nervy fixture this week for seagulls. It was. <laughs> uh, what are you laughing at? <laughs> Should we have a listen to the clip? Thoughts and prayers today, please, gang. I am returning to Ringmer FC. Yes, that's a real place. And no jokes about the fact it's called Ringmer, please. Which is where I miss that absolute sitter. It's the other fixture today. So uh, I'm, I'm heading back fingers crossed i can uh, get redemption in this weather it's raining in ringma baby
0: right tell us why you were looking for a redemption maze was it missing the open goal
1: yeah, right i don't i don't know if you can cast your minds back but a few a few weeks ago we came up against ringma and uh there was a there was a crucial point in the game where i managed to get past the goalie with the ball with an open clear shot of the the goal and somehow absolutely shafted it. Absolutely shafted it. Hit the hit the side of the goal rather than the inside, which of course is the bit that counts. So I was I was nervous. I was looking for redemption. But
0: Macy, but you can't focus on the past. Tell us what happened in the moment.
1: Uh listen, I d I don't want to over-egg it. We we, we came from two nil down at half time, Seagals. Yeah, we did. And and the result the result was three two, but sadly still to Ringma. Um, but when we came back after the interval, Suze, When we came back after the interval, uh, I switched onto the wing, and a little little uh, little goosey got a little goal.
0: Lovely stuff.
1: I got I got a goal, uh, and uh, as did uh, our wonderful captain Ash to take it to three two. Then they got one that I'm gonna, I'm just going to say it. It was assisted with the wind. I don't know if you saw the wind yesterday. The wind assisted it. Okay. Uh, but uh, it was a great game, and and me and fellow player uh, uh, Annie both got player of the match. Um, so it was it mate. was a really it was a really good game, really really yeah. good game. And it was um it was a rainbow laces fixture as well, Suze, which was really really lovely. Oh,
0: I love that! For for people that don't know, do you want to just tell everyone what it is?
1: Yeah, well, it's great because uh, so many clubs at all levels get involved with it. So the Rainbow Laces campaign. Uh, it's the hard work of Stonewall, and it's supported by the the Premier League, the Women's Super League, and clubs at, as I say, all levels, right down to grassroots clubs. Uh, which, and it supports LGBTQ plus inclusion in sport, fitness, basically any physical activity. It celebrates diversity and inclusion and really stresses the message, which I think this week is more prevalent than ever, that football is for everybody, and it's up to us, the fans, players, broadcasters, podcasters, to make sure that people feel that this is a game for everyone. It's really, really important, and we are, yeah, we we donned our rainbow laces. We had a little rainbow patch on our shirts for the game. Um, we had our progress flag out at the start. It's it's just really, really important. I I I would say, Suze, like you know, I think. We talk a lot about sort of other issues here on this pod, but I I would say as well, it's through things like this that someone like myself is learning how to be a sort of better ally. It doesn't just sort of start and end Mm. with going, yeah, do you know what? I think what they do in their own time is actually up to them and it's fine. It doesn't doesn't start (laughs) and end there. You have to be proactive with this sort of thing. You have to take a stand and a, a visual stance. You have to show up and show support rather than just agree that it's okay that other people are enjoying a sport you like it doesn't just end there so i'd encourage everybody whether or not you're part of the lgbtq community yes. or if you're like myself and you want to just learn to be a better ally how you can support your friends in that in that way i would definitely encourage you to to check out uh, stonewall's website and and read read up more about the the rainbow laces campaign
0: Thank you for saying that, Goose. I do appreciate, I think that it is, I think there are lots of uh, of women and, and guys and, and people that, that feel like at some point or another that sport wasn't for them. And that certainly is, is me, is that it felt like I would get picked on if I was honest about how much I liked playing. So I had to pretend not to. And I think things like this are going to be obviously brilliant for people of my generation, but also, you know, we've always got to think about people coming through. We've always got to think about younger people and this being so big, in all forms of football, is fantastic and our wonderful. I love the Sea Gals, of course, but our wonderful Sea Gulls. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but if you ever look on their Instagram page, it was that they wore a special rainbow laces warm up shirt uh, for when they first went out on the pitch, uh, and I thought that was lovely to see. Side note: Don't look at the comments; people are awful. Should we have some emails? This one's from Alicia. Corkery, Do you reckon that's right. Alicia Corkery. That is an excellent name, Eli- Elisa Corkery. Love it. I have been obsessed. I love that with WOSO. What's WOSO? Women's soccer. Oh, my God. How have we not been calling it WOSO? I love it. Women's soccer. Uh, I've been obsessed with women's soccer since 2011, going to the 2012 London Olympics. The moment 11-year-old me realised there was a professional women's soccer, I was absolutely hooked. But since I live in the middle of Iowa, I never had anyone to talk to soccer with. This podcast feels like chatting to my friends about the beautiful game. It's almost like hearing... It's almost healing for little me who wanted nothing more than to talk about soccer and be supported by friends for being queer. So, thank you. But the reason that I'm writing in is in the episode, Here We Go for the Domestic Season, you talk about the games being televised on the channels no one can find and joked about the Hallmark oh. Channel. But the thing is, the NWSL in the US had a contract with the Hallmark Channel. Stop. You literally would have to watch a game. Surrounded by two Christmas movies, no way, and it was considered no a win. <laughs> oh Before that, we had to go on the dark web and find a lagging and pixelated video that would only work for half the time. Oh my god! Uh, that I mean, I absolutely love that fact. Thank you, Alyssa.
1: Really appreciate
0: it, and we're so pleased that oh. we
1: we are your friends. I, I love that fact, Suze, but it, but also in some ways, not to be a Debbie Downer, but isn't it also sad that like a silly little joke that we made, <laughs> yeah, right. just sort of riffing, actually was the truth yeah, of the matter oh. for how to watch women's soccer? Like, do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to be, a, a, you know, kind of making it all serious. It, it, it is funny, but my God, that's that's a sad indictment yeah. of the respect that it was it's been given isn't it.
0: Absolutely, and it's worth noting WSL games and highlights. Are not always shown on the BBC and Sky Sports, but they can be watched for free via the FA Player. So that's www.faplayer.thefa.com. That's worth noting.
1: Yeah, I mean, thank you so much for messaging that, Alyssa. That's a, that's a wonderful uh, email to receive. Yeah, before it went mainstream, I'll be honest. Like it was YouTube. It was it was watching it hours later on YouTube which would often be choppy and wouldn't yeah. always be the full game. But the first, I think I've said this before, but the first like time that I felt I could actually access it on telly was that 2015 World Cup, the Canada one, I think it was, where it was actually being given the respect by being put on, on the main channels because I was at uni and yeah. uh, I can remember watching it in our flat and, and, and that feeling like quite a seminal moment but even then, yes. you're like, well, that's the World Cup. And it's because we were doing really, really well that it was it, was, it yeah, was prevalent. Right. It was but, on, yeah. Um, the WSL was not on my radar. A few years ago, I moved to Brighton and Brighton, you know, I, I joined a, a football club and people, people were a bit more tuned into it uh, down here. Um, but again, I, I wasn't seeing it on Sky Sports, as you say, Suze. I didn't know about the FA player. So I was just... I was just um, going on YouTube and hoping that somebody had sort of got some choppy clips up there. (laughs) Uh, We've got one here, Suze, from Nicola, who says, Hello, Maisie and Susie. Oh, full names, proper names. Are we in trouble, Nicola? Uh, Hello, Maisie and Susie. I was listening to the most recent podcast episode the other day, and I heard you talking about the Manchester Corinthians women's team back in 1949 as we all know, during the ban. It made me think of my auntie, Christine Lockwood, who played with a team in Luton called Chiltern Valley Ladies. A coach and his wife named Harry and June Batt believed in the women's game so much that they collaborated with others to create the first governing body for football, WFA, (sighs) Women's Football Association, disbanded in 1993 They created the association in 1969. This is amazing. By 1970, the WFA had persuaded the FA to overturn the 1971 ban. Oh, my God. UEFA and FIFA then chose not to support investment in future competitions for the women's game. So a group of Italian businessmen took it upon themselves to stage international tournaments as the Federation of Independent of European Female Football, the FIEFF, it's a mouthful, uh, Harry Batt became their secretary. He was a bus driver from Luton who spoke five languages and fought in the Spanish Civil War, so he's done it all. Working alongside these European contacts oh, and using I his love one of those. language skills, Harry secured a lucrative sponsor in the well-known alcohol brand Martini Rossi. Yes, yeah, amazing. Because of this incredible investment, I can't believe this email, because of this incredible investment, the girls from Chilton Valley were able to compete in the unofficial Women's World Cup in Mexico. Yes, the famous one in 1971. All flights paid for, new kit, new balls, hotel rooms paid for. Same hotel the England men stayed in during Pele's great World Cup oh. year, 1970. <laughs> and walking out and parade outfits. These used to be flouncy skirts and bold colours. Who knows why? Could have been worse, could have been wearing a netball bib. The team were billed as England or Inglaterra, angering the WFA and the FA back at home. Harry knew that once they returned home, he would be punished. Little did he know how big the punishment would be. He changed their name to the British Independent. As the the team arrived in Mexico, they were met with hundreds of press, cameras flashing and fans screaming, Inglaterra! My auntie said there must have been someone famous on the plane, but there wasn't. It was us. They travelled to their hotel in a coach chaperoned by police cars and motorcycles and fans were throwing things at the windows. They were scared, but in fact, they were gifts. So they opened their windows and started signing autographs for fans immediately. They became hugely famous in Mexico and had pictures of them in the newspapers, yeah. spending time at the local Lido, at training and VIP events. The attention the England team, England in averted commerce, was getting could have been mistaken for (gasps) Beatlemania. This is amazing. When playing the matches at the tournament, they received attendances of up to 100,000 people in the Azteca Stadium. And the final between Mexico and Denmark received over 110,000. Due to health and safety regulations in stadiums, this record will probably never be beaten. Still... Because yeah. this was an unofficial tournament, this has not been accepted as a record attendance. Oh God, it's making my blood boil, but also I'm grinning from ear to ear just reading this. Even Suzanne Augustessen, who impressively yeah. scored the hat-trick to win Denmark the World Cup, will never be seen as an official achievement in women's football. The first ever official Women's World Cup was 1991, and sadly, the British independents didn't win any of their games as they suddenly realised how far the standard had improved in Europe compared to England, where there had been a 50-year ban and therefore no training facilities or structure. This is, again, something we talk about time and time again when people go, it's not the same as a men's game. You go, well, no, because they weren't banned for 50 years. Anyway, I digress. A Mexican fan brought a placard to the British Independence Hotel and handed it to Harry Batt with these words in colourful pen. England, you have lost the play, but you have got the heart of Mexico. (laughs) On returning home from Beatlemania and their dream lives as female footballers, they all received bans from playing football. Harry Batt received a lifetime ban from not only the WFA and FA, but from any aspect of women's football, full stop. He was blocked. Harry pleaded to be reinstated into the WFA, but to no avail. Some players played for a few years. Jill Sayle played for Arsenal after spending years pretending to be a boy named Billy so she could play at all. Iconic, Jill, well done. Carol Wilson, the captain, was asked to dinner at Newcastle United. She went with her dad as he always pushed her to achieve what she could in football and inspired her love for Newcastle. They invited her to give a speech, which ended with listeners ridiculing her and embarrassing her in front of her dad. She took her dad home and vowed there and then that she would never kick a ball again. Oh, my God. Harry Bat worked the rest of his life as a bus driver and in the ticket kiosk in Luton FC until he died in 1985. He never saw how much he had achieved for women's football to be where it is today. I'm currently oh, writing a play about this and would love to gain any support if possible. I'm sorry, I that's the first time I've choked up on Big Kick Energy. I... I am. Um, I I cannot thank you enough for that email, um, Nicola. Thank you so so much. I think it's so important. We talk a lot about, and I think a lot of people are across the band, but we and we, not a lot of people are across the intricate stories mm-hmm. uh, that 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 come up through that time. Specifically, the people, the names of these people who risked yeah. so much personally. And took blow after blow after blow, um, just for the game to be played. It's again, it's not asking for girls to be better than boys. It's not that playground rubbish. It's just equality, and it's 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 hugely touching to hear about all of those people, but especially Harry uh, Harry Bat, Harry and his wife June. It's inc- it's it's for some reason incredibly touching to hear of a bloke going above and beyond back then. It's one thing, sort of taking it upon yourselves to, to learn how to be yeah. a, a, an ally. But but Harry Bat was doing it years ago and at such a personal cost to himself.
0: Oh, well, I tell you what, Nicola, as soon as that play's on, let me know where we can come and see it. Because I will be there on opening night, let me tell you. Yes,
1: please. Honestly, this is a play that's got to get made ASAP. Please keep us updated. We want this story told. I'll sing a number for the kickoff. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Susie will do the opening number. Uh, um, I'll, I'll be honest, I'll, I'll uh, sell the ice cream at, at, at half time, we'll call it.
0: Nicola, thank. Oh, I can't thank you enough. That was such a. a brilliant story
1: that's amazing thank you so so much and all the story. best and anyway let, let
0: us know how you think we'll we, we be able to help you if we can help you in any yes. way get back in touch let us know how we can help you and how we can if you're doing I don't know rehearsed readings and you need an audience how we can let people know that your story is going to be on stage let us know and then we'll share it on our socials we'll share it on Big Kick so that you can uh, so that you can get the stage time if you need it and yeah we're just sending you all the best
1: and um very quickly uh, Maisie, listen, fantasy I need football to team some, um, how's your swaps? team doing i need to make some swaps i was delighted that beth england got back on the pitch in the spurs game uh, yeah. uh this weekend but it it, it was a blur. it was it was uh it was a big ask hoping to beat manchester united i got 36 points from this week Tooney getting me the most i'm not i'm not good i'm down oh god i'm down to 559th in the league where are you at I got 31 points this week. Oh, I'm so, it's so bad. And I am currently
0: 432nd in the league.
1: Oh, oh my God. I'm going to get Turland. I'm going to get Turland. I think I might have to switch daily out.
0: Listen, let's talk about who's doing very well in our fantasy football team. Need for Mead, Abby Hard. She is currently right at the top. Then Buzz Brightyear, very nice, Katie Shepherd. She's in number two. And everybody's Hertig. Uh, and that is Tamanika, who are... That's our top three, gold, silver and bronze. Well done. Uh, let's talk about the weekend fixtures coming up. On Saturday, it is a North London derby. Very exciting. Spurs are hosting Arsenal. Woo-hoo.
1: On Sunday, it's Manchester United who take on Liverpool. Then there's Everton v Man City. Bristol City are at home to Chelsea. Leicester City host West Ham United. And finally to decide which striker I go with for my fantasy WSL team. It's Aston Villa versus the mighty Brighton. Oh, what a week. What a week. Thank you so much for listening. Please keep sharing our podcast. Keep posting about it.
0: It does help other people to find it. And that means the more people that listen, the more chance we've got of making more and more episodes. The email is bigkickenergypod at gmail.com. Please remember to send us your stories and voice notes from matches. And if you want to get in touch on Instagram, it is bigkickenergypod. We'll see you next week.
1: See you next week. Bye. Bye, babes.